Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. I think Warren Sapp's a miserable human being. Um, I had an experience with him 10 years ago at Radio Row in New York that was a, very, it was a big put-off to me with Warren Sapp on yeah. Radio Row. Big yeah. turn-off. What did he do? He, he, uh, he hit on your girl? No, no, no. no. He was, I, I, I think I've told the story before. I, that was my first Radio Row with Sports Radio 610. And my son, James, was turning 16. Uh-huh. So when we had guests at the table during the break, I would say, hey, my son's turning 16. I'm putting like a quick, like short little video together. Could you just say like a happy birthday to him for like yeah. five seconds? Yeah. Now, nowadays, I'd have to pay 200 bucks on Cameo to get that. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was, and, and everybody, and I, if I sensed that a guest was not going to be cool with it, I didn't do it. But there, several of them were super cool about it. And like Kevin Harlan did an awesome one for him, you yeah. know, with his catchphrases, and Daryl Strawberry was on Radio Row, and several others. I asked Warren Sapp after we got done interviewing him, and not only did he not say no, like he was like, like he was like super dismissive and like yeah. made me feel like like this tall, you yeah. know what I mean? For even, for even asking, that's pretty much you could you could walk around the streets of Tampa, Florida, and find like stop random people and probably get stories. similar stories yeah. about just how yeah how Warren Sapp had treated them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like that's he's a, he's not known he's not a much beloved uh, figure in many places at all. Yeah. People always remember how you make them feel, and that's yeah. how he made me feel. So I think he's a terrible human being. There's evidence uh, on the legal front out there that would indicate he might be a deplorable human being. Just ask any prostitute at that Super Bowl several years ago. He's at the very least. Uh, Sean, a that dead was... be- He's at the very least a deadbeat John. Right. <laughs> well, we don't know. She may have been trying to overcharge. <laughs> Maybe he's, uh, he's either a he's either a hero for fair the, enough. He's either hero for like uh, <laughs> setting setting transparent prices or yeah. You know what? He yeah. got it. He got in an argument with uh, it was two escorts right was, over yeah. uh, over the the, the, the price tag. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, why am I bringing up Warren Sapp? Well, he was on with Jason Whitlock. And um, recently uh, decided to go in on Cam Newton's opinion about Brock Purdy. So yeah. that's where we are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It, it, we're getting opinions on Cam Newton's opinion about Brock Purdy. And to refresh, Cam Newton called Brock Purdy a game manager several weeks ago. And that has continued to have legs all the way into the Super Bowl week here. Warren Sapp says Cam Newton, glorified running back. I don't know why Cam is so angry. And I, I'm under the impression, like Shaquille O'Neal, good old friend of mine from, you know, Orlando when he came in 93. We've been hanging ever since. If you wasn't that guy, let's not get on these podcasts and these different places talking like you was that guy. Cam, you, you were a glorified running back, son. Only two running backs in the National Football League had more touchdowns than you running when you were in. And that was AP all day, Adrian Peterson and Shady McCoy. You don't show up on any passing lists. No ratings, no touchdown, the interception ratio, none of that. So stop it. Okay. <laughs> I, I like how you rush for so many touchdowns that well, that's a bad thing. You know what he's doing there, though, too? Cam, Cam did a really nice analysis of kind of the people who are taking apart his Brock Purdy take. Um, basically based it on they turned it into a Cam Newton versus Brock Purdy comparison and Cam pointed out like what's the relevance of that my opinion is about these specific quarterbacks like my play just as uh, just as somebody uh, who didn't play football can right. talk about the quarterbacks right. um, just as like if, if Seth Payne defensive tackle is talking about the quarterbacks yep. their personal track record doesn't come into it why all of a sudden when Cam Newton gives an opinion about quarterbacks why can't I have the, an opinion? these current quarterbacks does it turn into mm-hmm. well no he's not actually he's actually better than Cam Newton was yeah, yeah. I yeah. would I would agree with and I agree with Cam on that yep yep is he a glorified running back back in the do you agree with Warren Sapp 
No, I don't. I don't agree that he's a glory. I, I think without his running ability, he wouldn't have been nearly yeah. as good as he is. But I, I think that again, almost honestly, I feel like that's pandering to the old guard a little bit. Like what I would say with Lamar Jackson is, man, listen. You don't have to prove to anybody that you're not a running quarterback because, for the most part, nobody really cares if you are. Yeah. Like, if you are a genuine dual threat, if you can pass and you can do it with running, the biggest, the biggest thing that still sucks is they don't list the quarterback's rushing touchdowns alongside his other stats. So people can look at the stats of Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy and say, well, look, they're the same guy. Like, well, no, you got to add those, you got to add those rushing, rushing, touchdowns. rushing touchdowns into and rushing yards yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, I think so. For uh, I think that um, Cam Newton was uh, just he was a very good quarterback yeah. because he could kill you with his arm or his legs. I think he's above some yeah. sort of line where he's allowed. Like if if there is this fictional line where like you like you have to be the man to have an opinion on somebody. I'm like I don't I don't agree with that concept. Yeah. But I think Cam's above the line. Like he's a former MVP of the league. Right. Right. He's somebody. <laughs> yeah, he's somebody. He's somebody. Yeah, yeah. He's somebody. Yeah. That was silly to me. Like I know Sapp's a Hall of Famer, but like it's. That was silly to me. Now, this is even right, silly. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 certainly. Okay, if that's the criteria you're using, that somehow you have to be the guy or something to have an opinion, you know, they can be, like, I don't think Warren Sapp is telling Jason Whitlock he's not allowed to have an opinion because right. he wasn't a good football player right, or something right. like that. Right, right. Um, yeah, like, so Cam's definitely above that line. Absolutely. Um, to have for, an opinion on Brock Purdy. For some, for, some, yeah. for some reason, Warren Sapp decided to pull Arian Foster into this argument and and Warren Sapp's argument about Cam Newton is basically like you're kind of a one-hit wonder that sort of thing like yeah. you you were a, you were this you were this flaming star and then you exploded and you 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 fell uh, for some reason he dragged Arian Foster into the argument great year one year and you know what we tell you in the National Football League you got lucky then the second year, you're working on it the third year now you're consistent about it hey we're going to recognize you come on man Arian Foster had 1,616 yards and 16 touchdowns. You know where he's at now? <laughs> Offensive player of the year. Ain't that basically the same thing for, for a running back or a receiver? Same thing. So we've had people show up with, with a couple good years or one good year. Like, Cam, come on, man. Stop it. What the hell Stop is he it. talking about? With Arian? I, yeah. I Arian had four years of over 1,200 yards rushing. No, Arian was really good like, for a yeah, bunch four, of years. Yeah, and it was, you get, he said you got to have three good years. Yeah, he, he had 1,600, then he had 1,224, then he had 1,424. Yeah, he got paid for a reason. He had just, he had, like, the year that Warren Sapp was talking about, Arian had 16 touchdowns. Two years later, he had 15 touchdowns. Yeah. yeah and, it was, and where are you now? He's 36 years old. <laughs> Sitting on a pile of cash. He's not Frank Gore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a that's a you're either Frank Gore or you're nobody. You're nobody. You're either playing when you're 36 as a running back. Or you're yeah. trash. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that Aaron, was a weird, weird drive. There was a weird drive by that to be so inaccurate and yet to have those specific stats as well. Specific. Yeah. Down to the yard. Yeah. He, he Arian Foster when he when he recited those stats, Seth Warren Sapp. I'm like. That sounds really familiar. That sounds like those were Arian stats that first full season that he had. Well, I guess I'm, probably, I'm guessing what happened was Warren Sapp figured, like, okay, who's another guy that had one good year and was the offensive MVP or something? So he pulled up the stats from that year. Yeah. And then in his mind, just, okay, that was all Arian Foster ever That's did. still a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so Arian got wind of this. He, the, the, the video that was circulating where yeah. that had the audio that, that you guys are hearing right now, um, Arian started retweeting uh, this video – he said, I live rent-free in this blank's head for no reason. Sap a clown. Then he tweets, Warren Sapp spends his days talking about former and current players all day. It's over, dog. Get a hobby. Find something you love. You bozo. Okay, let me just pause <laughs> here. Call him a bozo. Bozo will it's never not be funny. Right I know there, you didn't yeah. like my use of the word snazzy yeah. earlier. Do you approve of the use of the word bozo? Yeah, I approve it, especially with Arian using it. Big time, yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. It's, a, it's just got a throwback appeal to it. Um, and it's then, like a New York Post headline. Yes. Um, and then he had people. <laughs> fat Bozo calls out Arian Foster. <laughs> right, right, right. Washed um, up Bozo. Fat Deadbeat John Bozo calls out Arian Foster. Um, Deadbeat John Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> Call him John Bozo. Johnny That's his Bozo. Name, Johnny Bozo. <laughs> um, so, um, so then Arian had regular Twitter people coming at him with where he stands all time on the all-time rushing yeah, list, yeah, yeah. saying things like he barely cracks the top 100 running backs in the NFL, though. LMAO, that's not even consolation prize territory. And Arian says, that's why I hate humans. Bro, leave me out of your <laughs> dumbass assessments and rankings. IDGAF, move around, cuz. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um 
that's the whole like Arian wasn't playing that game of like trying to place himself in a certain spot or no, anything. No, no, it, it was like he was brought up in a bad Warren Sapp argument, and it, like Warren Sapp was just flat out wrong for what he was saying about yeah, him. Yeah, just not not wrong that he was saying anything, but that what he was saying was actually wrong. Right, right. Well, and, and I mean, look, if you're going to bring up Arian Foster, and maybe this is the Texans fan in me because we watched him play every game. He's the 80th all-time leading rusher by yards. Yeah. I think Arian Foster is way better than the 80th yeah, all-time yeah, running back. No, like nobody's arguing that Arian Foster is a Hall of Famer or anything, you no. know. And that's what, like Arian. Arian's sitting around. He just bought some Vision Pro goggles yesterday by oh, uh, by looking at his his Twitter timeline. Yeah, good for so him. He's, that, that's what this drove him to, probably. I was going to say, he's like, I need to leave this world. I, I it's just like here. I got to get. I got to go live in my virtual. Arian that's probably world. not a joke. I, I could see where like Arian's like just throw because he doesn't get into Twitter Dude, kerfuffles like this. He can't start often. a website called like Arian. <laughs> world or anything without no, getting a lot of the wrong type that's of a visitors. Tough name. Yeah. That's a whole lot of, that's, like, yeah. This is not the web one. traffic I was anticipating. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I've Heavily always, represented by, yeah. I've long said that healthy Arian Foster is one of the f- five to seven best running backs I've ever watched. Healthy Arian Foster. Healthy Arian yeah. Foster. You know, Arian Foster, I... When you think about Damian Pierce and some of his troubles adapting to running the outside zone scheme... Yeah. I like I went back this year and I was going to do a video on it but I but I honestly I just I, I felt bad for Damien. Yeah, I like that Damien, would have depressed me. There's nothing about Damien that's lazy or anything no. like that, but when you watch Arian, um when you watch Arian in that scheme, which you know, very similar to the scheme the Texans are now currently running, there's an artistry to it. There's like a rhythm to it. And you know, it's like as a defensive player, this is one of the things you'd realize playing against the Broncos back in the day is that, yeah, those running backs, the really good ones, they've got a rhythm to it. And you can kind of game that, but you gotta, but you gotta feel the rhythm of the offense. Yep. Um, just like you might feel the rhythm of the night, Sean. <laughs> the you, beat yes, and the rhythm yes, of the night. Yes, yes. Ask El DeBarge. But, yes. like, and I think with Damien, he's just, he's a little bit more bam bam, you know? He yeah. just, uh, there's, there's not necessarily, He's not the salsa dancer that that Arian Foster <laughs> might be. Unfortunately, he is not. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. So that was a pretty interesting uh, social media battle over the weekend. Warren Sapp v. Arian Foster. Back to Brock Purdy for a second. J.J. Watt was on the Pat McAfee show, and he um, he is fascinated about one aspect of the whole Brock Purdy storyline for this Super Bowl. The thing about Brock that's fascinating to me is, like, there's most of the time – America roots for an underdog story. They love to hear of an underdog guy who has overcome odds. I mean, like, let's say perhaps drafted last in the entire National Football League, then becomes a starter, then goes to two NFC championships, and now is going to start a game in the Super Bowl in two years after being drafted last. Like, normally, America would be like, that's the best story ever. Make it into a movie. That's insane. But instead, somehow we're like, no, that guy sucks. That's terrible. Nobody wants to see him win. Wow. Like, it's just pretty wild. Like, that is fascinating to me that that's the mm-hmm. narrative that we've decided to go with for Brock Purdy. I think uh, J.J. needs to go cross-board on here and remember the Duke point guard. Uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of an oh, element, I think, almost. Any Duke of, point guard from the last 30 years, you're saying. I yeah. think there's something about Brock Purdy that, one, the perception that, okay, he got dropped down into that system and he's just a beneficiary of it more so than anything else, which I oh, think yeah. is unfair, especially when you look at some of the things he's been able to do with his but legs. But that's the narrative. That's the narrative, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, the whole – like that, that's the same thing of like, – yeah, like all these guys, like, these these scrappy little point guards should be the – like they should be beloved. It's, it's yeah. Like, like the people who go to ariansworld.com <laughs> seemingly would think that Love this them. guy is the stuff. But he in, slaps but the floor yeah, when he goes fl- to – He's a floor slapper. He's a floor slapper. And yet you despise those guys this is yeah. where too this but they don't despise brock purdy they just don't accept them right this may be where this may go back to our number one of the show where we were talking about will anderson maybe yeah. having too good an upbringing and you brought up jj watts name yeah maybe which JJ, i was talking about jokingly everybody. jokingly yeah. yeah but but and i'm talking about jokingly yeah. right now as well i'm about to make a joke everybody yeah um but maybe maybe jj just too good an upbringing he's got to step outside a little bit and say hey not everybody roots for the underdog man yeah some of us root against the underdog sometimes. i guess the thing is when out it's of a, jealousy and envy if it's an he's not an underdog once he joins the 49ers yeah. that's the thing yeah. it's not it's not like uh, like a Gardner Minshew. That was kind of a scrappy underdog story, yeah. and people would. Now the other part of it too, though, is I do think that to embrace a scrappy underdog, there's got to be some kind of flair or personality there. Yeah. 
And Brock Purdy seems to have like a Kirk Cousins y because uh, Kirk Cousins would be another guy that like, yeah, look, he was drafted in the drafted to be the backup to RG three. Yeah. Seems like people would really like that guy. Like, yeah, he's just uh, not a lot to latch on he's there. He's a little corny. Yeah, he's just he's just kind of bland and uh, he's right, yeah. right, right. So what's what's sexy about him? Well he's got a house and two kids <laughs> and a wife. He's very frugal. He's, he's very frugal. frugal. He drives a minivan? He does, yes. To work? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, don't do no it I think me. the biggest thing is that it's because he is the quarterback of a team that has an absurd amount of offensive talent. Yes. And that people don't really feel like, oh, okay, it's this kid that's tying it all together. Yep. They feel like he's been dropped in there, which I think is unfair. But I also – but I do think it's – I think that's fi- completely fair for not feeling like the kid's an underdog anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. All right. Paint and Oh, who's this guy on the internet? He's like a super rich guy who claims to be a, a Logan Paul, Alex M. Something really good, uh, really good, uh, like uh, TikTok videos and everything. But anyway, he was talking about like he started off just with his own gym. He was a personal trainer in a gym in in somebody else's gym, and he was uh, like sleeping in a closet there and everything. And everybody's like, "Yeah, man, I love how hard you work. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome when you finally get there." And blah blah blah. And then he ends up like becoming the GM, and I think maybe buying that same gym. And like those very same people who were rooting for him when he was the underdog yeah, were all kind of like, "Oh, you're gonna dude, s- gonna screw me on my dues, aren't you?" That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's a wrestling thing, man. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Professional wrestling. People love the chase. They hate it when the chase finally ends and the guy wins the title. You know, like they love. There's something about the chase that people love. Listener says Seth is right. Brock is disliked because of his team and their annoying bang bang. Mine. Oh, I don't know what the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. His uh, 49er fans. I don't oh, know okay. what, the, what what phrase he was using. Yeah. All right. Acknowledge <laughs> me. We're going to acknowledge. We acknowledge every Monday at 7:23. Big performances from the weekend. We got some football. We got an Astro in here. We've got some stuff from our travel yesterday. We are going to do some acknowledging next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right. Acknowledge me. We do it every Monday at uh, about 7.25. I'm glad that we're doing this. I didn't, I didn't know if we were going to continue doing it after the Texans were out of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this. You know, you got you, you know, to look around a little harder outside of football season to find people to acknowledge. There's sure. very few people in this world uh, worth acknowledging who aren't current professional football players. Correct. That's what I'm, one thing I've always said. As a former professional football player, yes. you've long held that opinion. A lot of times people will say, like, oh, first responders, they're there for that. No, right, no, right, no, no, no. Professional no. football players. <laughs> <laughs> They're the real heroes. <laughs> Teachers and nurses. No, right, no, right. no. Some, Professional some, athletes are the only worthwhile humans there are Some heroes don't wear capes. Yeah. They wear shoulder pads. Um, all right, let's, so let's acknowledge some of the big performances <laughs> from the weekend. And we will start in the NFL. C.J. Stroud. Acknowledge me. We're going to acknowledge your performance at the Pro Bowl games this weekend, C.J. Stroud. Sure, 
You went 18 of 22 for 173 yards and two touchdowns in the flag football game. Sure, you put on a nice display in the precision passing. You did lose to Baker Mayfield, but that's okay. You put on a nice display. You didn't embarrass yourself like Tua did. Tua was ridiculous. We'll acknowledge his ridiculously poor performance, perhaps. (laughs) But C.J. Stroud interacting with other players and potentially legal tampering. I'm going to assume yes. some legal tampering went on at the Pro Bowl this weekend. Yeah, CJ. yeah, and a lot of that is also, you know, it's like courting anybody. You don't want to come on too strong or anything. Right. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Will, I could see Will Anderson being the high-pressure sales type. <laughs> no doubt. You know, like, you know, like yes. good-hearted and uh, good intentions <laughs> yes. and everything, but very much like, I need your answer now. His social style would be a little much for some come CEOs. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. You know you want to do this. I don't like to be pressured. <laughs> Um, but CJ, it was cool watching CJ interact with all those guys there. That's fun seeing your quarterback be sort of a very popular figure. At these I, saw, I see that uh, him him popularizing the the squabble, the dance that he does with Tank Dell. There is yeah, become, uh, a lot of guys doing the squabble. They were squabbling with him. Yeah, yeah. Squab- which is kind. good. Yeah, good not kind, squabbling yeah. like fighting. No, I just everybody like that's all well and good now. But just remember, a year or two from now. He's going to be the one who's blamed for every suburban housewife doing the squabbling. squabbling. Yeah, yes. and doing TikTok videos of them squabbling and, and everything. doing it poorly. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, that, that he is. Uh, he'll be like the wump. There it is of 2023. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when, back when Sally, your your friend's mom, was like, "Wump, there it is." Right? Are you down with OPP? <laughs> hey, kids, down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, um, quick one here. Spencer Rattler. Acknowledge me. Oh, yeah. We're going to acknowledge Spencer Rattler. How about Rattler. Spencer Rattler? MVP of the Senior Bowl this weekend. Do you know how many times this weekend I did a search for the Senior Bowl, saw Spencer Rattler, and went back and retyped? No, 2024. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. I, all season long, it's been like this. It's been so long he, since he was the projected number one overall he pick. He was mocked like, to the Texans before Nick Casario got here. He was mocked to the Texans in 1999. <laughs> Before there was even a team. Before there were and yeah, mocks. And I'm still doing it. Yeah. It's like me with the, the San Diego Chargers. Yes. I just can't get Los Angeles into yeah. my... Spencer Rattler still being in college and now finally entering the draft is still... I'm, I'm still not quite getting it. It's wild. He was MVP of the Senior Bowl. You're right. You're absolutely right about the time frame. I mean, he's stuck around college way longer than people thought he would, mostly because he's had to. He got replaced by Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. He goes to South Carolina, has a decent year, but then comes back for another year But Because of the eligibility rules, but then also (laughs) the COVID exceptions and everything, he's he's managed to get a a few extra years of increasingly productive play. Yep, four for four for 65 yards and two touchdowns on the first two series of the game, and that ended up being most of the points in this game. Pretty low-scoring senior bowl, but Spencer Rattler, as much arm talent as any of the guys in this draft, we'll see what the NFL winds up. Yeah, doing. no, and the the quarterback stuff's going to be interesting this year. I think there's there's going to be. I, I could totally see this being a year where, you know, thirty like there there might be four different guys that are ranked number one, or there might be. Four different guys that are ranked number two by various teams. Yeah, um, and it's just a crapshoot as to who likes whom. You will see where Rattler ends up landing. The Senior Bowl performance certainly helped him. All right, um, Chaz McCormick, acknowledge me. He got married this weekend, Seth. Got Is married. I saw him dancing at a wedding. I didn't know if it was him or one of his. Best, oh, you saw, was he squabbling? No, they weren't. Uh, I don't know. They were doing some kind of a uh, line dance okay. or something. I don't know. Yeah, he got married this no, weekend. It looked like he and. His three of his uh, the the groomsmen were doing some kind of choreographed dance. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah, he got married to his fiance Courtney this weekend. So Chaz McCormick going into the season, clear clear mind, focused, married now. Don't with, know a, with a manager who presumably doesn't hate him, <laughs> right? Hopefully, right. who doesn't have some weird grudge against them. They did a MLB dot com did a rating recently. By p- the top ten at each position, yeah, um, and it, it got a lot of run. Um, Jordan Alvarez was the number one rated left fielder. Chaz McCormick was the number five rated left fielder. It was strange. Like they, had, they the, that ranking had yeah. both of them in the top five in all of baseball mm-hmm. at left field. Not for their specific fielding, but as overall players. As like players, Jordan yeah. wasn't all of a sudden like uh, no, no, no. Yes, everybody. I know ranking. that he's faster and better than you think he is. But yeah. yes. <laughs> no, just all around at, at that position. I just thought it was interesting that not only they have two players at that position, but Chaz fifth. 
Like, that's crazy. That's wild. Now, see, Chaz is a guy that J.J. Uh, Watt earlier was wondering why Brock Purdy isn't a scrappy underdog, mm. a beloved scrappy underdog. Right. Chaz has earned, even though he's on a very good team, mm-hmm. like, like, my theory was that Brock Purdy wasn't a, a beloved underdog because he he got plopped down onto the 49ers, who are already really good. Right. With Chaz, he got plopped into a good situation, but he's had to like fight and scratch his claw to get recognition from his own manager. He's an underdog. Yeah, yeah. so I think that yeah. Uh, yeah, he still has maintained his underdog status. I think so, too. All right, Southwest Airlines. Acknowledge me! Uh, yeah. so we- Nothing but love for Southwest for years and years now, huh? Well, I can't remember a single moment. Well, been- it's, that's why I'm going to acknowledge okay. them here. So yesterday... Um, we we got stuck in Phoenix for a little while. We yeah. were flying from. I was uh, on a different flight. You were on you. a different flight than us, so we went Houston, Phoenix, Vegas, and we got stuck in Phoenix for nearly two hours sitting on the plane. And and it was weird because we we figured like, oh, there's probably most of the people on this flight are probably going to Vegas. They're not going to get off. We were literally the only five people on the flight. Me, Aaron, Parker. John and Landry, the only five everybody people. else deplaned. They deplaned, and you guys were the only ones only that were five. going straight from Houston to Vegas. To Vegas, yeah, and so, so we were on there, and and um, you guys were like Vince Young. Remember when he had that whole Southwest plane to himself? Yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Well, then they boarded some people from Phoenix. Yeah, in, but for a, a, like for a, a while, a small. Uh, it was just you guys. When on the we plane. were on the tarmac, sitting there, we were the only five on the plane. Yeah, and um, and they, I guess by rule, they're not supposed to feed us or give us drinks or whatever. They didn't give us any alcoholic drinks, but they gave us drinks. They, they, they gave us some snacks. I posted a picture of the five of us eating uh-huh. our snacks, and they gave us each $50 vouchers for our next oh, wow. trip. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, they like that we posted about Because here's the thing. I don't know if a lot of people have been posting positively about them for the last year or two. I just, this is what I've found generally on the, in my flying experience, because mm-hmm. I fly a good amount. Uh, is like Giving yourself a cushion of time changes everything completely always like mm-hmm. as long as you get there if you get there early and if you your plans aren't super tight when you get to wherever you're going you, you can have a hell of a time traveling like yeah you, you got to remember that if you're going to spend a day traveling uh like, like who knows you could die you could have a heart attack tomorrow Stay enjoy flexible. that day flying Stay yeah flexible yeah so, well, so you ended up having a nice little moment we there. did we had a and we had a nice time chatting on the flight did and anybody make love coach? to a flight attendant or not anything that we like know that? of so, um, the old southwest lopez, something would have gone lopez down lopez left for a little while but i think he was just going to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> I think he just was going to the, to the restroom to, yeah. um, to actually use the restroom. Um, okay, Landry Locker. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge Landry. Doing a great job so far as our quasi tour guide here. Even though many of us have been to Vegas fifty or sixty times, Landry has taken the bull by the horns when it comes to the meals here in town. And he took us to an outstanding all-you-can-eat sushi place last night mm-hmm. called Sushi Kaya, kind of in the Chinatown area of Vegas. Really, really good. Um, Landry has uh, has really taken the um, the impetus here. He you know, taken the bull by the horns to make sure that we are eating at all the proper restaurants. He did. I town. was. I didn't go to sushi. I just. I was sitting with you guys at uh, at the bar place. at the Yard House. And yeah. Even even at the Yard House, which we have one of in Houston. The even at the Yard House, Landry was like, "No, I was. I was trying to figure out which beer I was going to have." And he just, I, "This is what you want." I, I had, you know, <laughs> it's like going to Vegas with Siri. I had I had both a Houston and a, a Las Vegas tour guide with me. It was great. He was giving me a tour guide of like, okay, when I go back to the Yard House in Houston, yes. I'm going to know which beer I'd like, uh, which one off the tap I want. Landry's doing a great job so far. So we've got new, you know, and you follow us on social media at Sports Radio 610. We've been posting everywhere that we've been going. Along those lines, speaking of all you can eat, not necessarily all you can eat, but um, I got to acknowledge cake vending machines. Yeah. Ben? Acknowledge Thank me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think Ben. Did, yeah, Ben didn't even realize what the concept of that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I Ben. ben they have a that. okay. So with the yeah, the explain, elevators, Seth. the elevators that go up to our rooms uh, at the very bottom, like right at the entrance to those elevators, there is a vending machine that gives you gigantic pieces of cake. full of cake, huge cake, <laughs> huge pieces of cake uh, a vending machine that gives those to you I, and it, like right there where i'm going to be entering like at least three four times a day i'm going to be going i'm going to be going up to my room possibly from the gym and there's no better place i love right i'm going to be going from the gym 
to where I need is post workout carbs. Right. And there, there's the cake machine. I do. I'm always, is there's, this is one of the things I love most in life is eating a depressing amount of <laughs> desserts by myself in a hotel room. Dude. Like, uh, like, <laughs> I swear, I'm not even joking. Why no, are you guys not laughing? Kidding. I know, That's why I'm laughing, because you're not kidding. Remember when I used to live near the dessert gallery yes. in Houston? That was the worst thing yeah. for me. Yes. Oh, I could get a big old uh, shopping Dude. bag full of, of so, oversized desserts and be depressed by myself in my room. There's a pizza vending machine, yeah. like kind of like 50 yards down the hall from our elevator. It's not just heating up some gas station pizza. No. It makes pizza. No, no. Yeah. Dude, this is like so the kind of stuff you'd find in Japan if they were as fat as I, us. I, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like that cake vending machine felt like somebody was playing a rib on you like that like that there's cameras oh yeah that, that's not normally there but they like there's cameras focused on you to see how many pieces of cake is there a number out there i went you? yeah you know I, I sent a picture to my my family last night and i woke up this morning to find that my mom my brother and my sister had set a line uh 2.5 spirit of vegas 2.5 for the week 2.5 pieces of cake yeah my brother set that line and at first i thought that sounds pretty low but then you broke it down it makes sense yeah 2.5 makes sense because i might try a piece and not like it and then but i'm still gonna have another piece out of desperation or because i want to be sure yeah that that was more aaron's analysis than mine mine was mine was if i was just assuming the cake tastes good i'm like dude if you eat one you're gonna eat eight you are 19. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I've sat uh, next to you enough times yeah. to know that you can do You've damage. You've seen me eat a baker's dozen of ice cream sandwiches. hundred, yeah, yeah, well, I didn't stop you. I, that's You were mad at me for not stopping you from eating <laughs> those ice cream sandwiches. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I told I told Brandy just to watch the the debit card. Uh, <laughs> she's, got to, she's got to keep an eye on me. Yeah, yeah to be sure she I'll do my best, see. Brandy, to check him. So it's like nine ninety nine for a piece of cake. Does the cake look good to you in that vending machine? I mean, it looks good, but it's also prepackaged and just, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes prepackaged stuff is pretty good. The problem with prepackaged, if it tastes really, really good, is that it means it's also loaded with all oh, kinds of preservatives. Like, preservatives and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes like, like uh, the bagels that last like a week, you're like, okay, what's, yeah. oh, what kind of space-age material is I in here that this is nervous. still? I I'm like, this bread's been in the pantry for two weeks, and it still <laughs> looks brand new. Yeah. Like, yeah, that probably shouldn't be eating this. Um, yeah, so we have a This yogurt has been sitting in the sun for three weeks, and it's fine. It smells great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the expiration date? I don't know. There's an infinity sign on the bottom of the cup. Um, all right. So that's something to track this yogurt, week, everybody. Yogurt that lasts longer than the plastic it's packaged in. Brock Purdy versus Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle. Seth versus Carlos Cake Machine <laughs> next to the elevators in our hotel. It's all it's stocked full of cake, too. Oh, it is. There's no chance. I'll t- I have a picture of it. I'll tweet out a picture. Yeah. Um, when we come back. All right. Um, that was Acknowledge Me. That was a fun one. I, I, I'm optimistic about out-of-season Acknowledge Me after that one. That was fun. All right. Um, Bill Belichick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we circle Mike Florio back into the loop here. Is Bill Belichick doing a thank you note for Patriot fans, an attempt to cleanse his image to get a head coaching job? Yeah, this year? is a weird one. This, this is, is a, a weird one. one coming up. And anonymous folks from around the league anonymous sourcing on why belichick didn't get a job this time around we'll have Mm. that for you coming up next okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. Um, someone is saying on the text page here that the cakes in the cake vending machine, which we acknowledged in the previous segment, the cake vending machine that is at the base of our, it's, it's right next to the elevator Seth and I use to go up to our rooms here at the, in Vegas at the link. They have a cake vending machine. Um, says that they're frozen and shipped in and they're not normally good. Well, I know that they're... Oh, wait, I've got... I had the wrong, wrong headset Sorry, Aaron, that wasn't your fault. I do a lot of... Yeah, I've noticed I do a lot of things that the producers end up feeling responsible for, even though it's not their fault. I think You know what that is? They know that they might get yelled at for it, even though it's not <laughs> their fault. Not by me, but by somebody else. Yeah, so you're going to yeah. be like, oh, the production sounds bad. That's the producer's <laughs> right, fault. Right, Aaron, that was my fault 100%. Um, <laughs> Picking up the wrong microphone. So, uh, Are yeah. you scared I, of frozen cakes? No, I understand they're not fresh. I think because we were talking about those pizzas being made fresh. Yeah. Yes, I'm under... Look, uh, like uh, d- d- whipping up a pizza uh, is a little bit different than whipping up a... a, right. a, 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 a 20 different flavors of cake. Yes. We know Carlo doesn't come walking in with two yeah. big cakes on each palm of his hand with a big poofy chef's hat Yeah, on. yeah. I get, the, I get the sense that I understood that those cakes yeah. were not going to be the freshest of cakes. Um, but so that hasn't stopped me before. No. That'd be like, God, oh, no. <laughs> like, it, like you've never eaten a hostess anything in your life? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, someone wants us to acknowledge Taylor Swift and then says, just kidding. You know what? I will. I'll acknowledge. Ben, get the hotkey ready. Taylor Swift. Acknowledge me. Got a new album coming out. I feel like we need to cross over to the pop culture a little bit now that we're here in Vegas. She has oh, okay. a new album coming out, which my daughter has already purchased on vinyl. Oh, really? Yes. Or is, the name of, is, it, is the name of the album vinyl? No, no, no. I think she bought it. She likes the Taylor Swift. She likes vinyl, the records. The, I, I guess vinyl actually has the, the audio. Is actually, I always thought it was just some retro hipster thing to do, but uh, it's, it's it crisp. actually is a better sound. Yeah, yeah. it's crisp. Um, Bill Belichick. I bet he likes vinyl records. I bet he's still got a bunch of them yeah. from back in the day canned heat and things like that <laughs> rolling stones like the very so no, he likes rolling. bon jovi right oh, that's he's right he does like bon jovi. jovi yeah i bet he's got some bon jovi vinyl from back in the 80s um took out a full page ad in yeah. the uh, boston globe which this, is uh which is not like uh, it's a nice thing to do very and nice. it's not uncommon anymore especially when it's somebody that's been in a place forever they'll take out a, a full well it's maybe it's less common than it used to be because now people will just put something on instagram yeah, so, new, newspapers yeah. are less common than Right, so if be. anything, yeah. going above and beyond and doing it in the paper instead of uh, Instagram, which we know that we know that he doesn't have any non-burner Instagram accounts. Right. So, um, yeah, it's nice of him, right? This Very is nice, nice of him. He's just, I'll read a few quotes from him okay. here. Nowhere in America are pro sports fans as passionate as in New England. Eh. For 24 years, I was blessed to feel your passion and power. Patriots are the only NFL team representing six states, but in reality, Patriots Nation has no borders. <laughs> um, you were undaunted by weather, attended, attended scorching hot training camp practices, and braved Foxborough's coldest, wettest, snowiest, and windiest days. Your thoughtful letters offered support. He's, he's describing the fans as Teddy Brewski. Yeah, pretty That's much. what he's doing. He's saying the, the ultimate football fan. It might say thank you, Teddy, at the bottom of this. Yeah, Let no. me see. <laughs> he took no, whatever, thank you all. whatever yeah. letty he wrote to Teddy, yeah, Teddy Brewski, all. he just changed Find it. Find replace to that. Teddy yeah. with all. Yeah. Switch the pronouns out. So, so it's a nice gesture, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was let go from his job back on January the 11th. So yesterday or this weekend is first weekend of February. So it is curious that maybe there's a, taking him a few weeks there's to a lag. come yeah. up with the words while he was looking at at least one other NFL job out there. Yeah. Mike Florio weighs in. Ah. He says this letter was printed just days after the 2024 hiring cycle concluded with Belichick getting none of the seven open jobs. He interviewed for only one of them. 
Nothing about Belichick is non-strategic, Florio says. <laughs> yeah. The thank you letter was likely time to come after it was known where he would or wouldn't be coaching next year, <laughs> given that he will now be relegated to waiting until 2025 to resume his quest for Don Shula's all-time wins record. Belichick needs to close the book on New England in a way that will make another team more likely to open its doors yeah, oh to my him. God. So, so he's a, so Belichick doing like the standard thing, which is nice, which is thanking the fan base that you've been with for over two decades. That somehow it, there's a, he he sets out a scenario where that's the only reason he would do that. Like there's a, yes. there's no way. Let's okay. Let's say everything is calculated, which is nonsense too. If there's one thing you learn about NFL teams, no matter how good they are, they're like they're way more. Like, every awesome NFL team is way more like a normal organization than you would ever expect. Yeah. You, in our minds, because we watch too many movies, we think everything is, like, is like so finite and precise and everything. It's just not that way. There's plenty of things that... Remember the story about Josh McDaniels um, taking the job in Indianapolis? Yeah. And he came back to... The way the story was told, it was almost like Belichick realized, like, oh, crap, we don't have an offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, I better talk McDaniels back into it. Like, like they, he hadn't even really planned or thought about it, it other than that he had to do something about it in that moment. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I, like, this is – how do you – this, this annoys me. Where's Florio? Where is he? I'm going to go talk to him. Where is he? He's right over there. Yeah, I'm going to go talk yeah, to him. Yeah, that's where NBC is. This right is over too there. much. This yeah. is a, this is what happens when you can create a scenario in your brain, and then all of a sudden, because you've created it as a plausible scenario, yeah. then it must be the only explanation. 100%. It couldn't be possibly the simplest thing, which is like, okay, it's nice to say thank you to the fans of a place you've been for Well, 20 it's years. weird that Florio lives in a world where he thinks that an owner of an NFL team would sit down and start going through all the matrix of decision-making criteria and go, yeah. well, he did write a thank you note to the New England fans. Yeah. Back in early February of last year. And that somehow Belichick was evaluating whether or not that was a good thing or not, that he would do it. Or would they think he was still like to? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. He's projecting some, uh, some, yeah. We got some other Belichick stuff we'll get to here in just a second. But a reminder, we are here courtesy of uh, Yingling Flight. They're presenting us here. Make sure to check us out on the YouTube and Twitch. Aaron uh, Aaron Raybold, our engineer, has got all the cameras set up out here. You can watch all week long. All the shows, all the guests get the inside, kind of behind-the-scenes look at the show here. On, uh, on Radio Row all week long here in Vegas. And thanks to the Low T Center as well, helping send us here to Vegas. And bull shirts for our beautiful new Sports Radio 610 golf shirts that we have here that we're wearing, helping us look good here Just on Radio precisely Row. what I needed because I thought when I walked here this morning, I was like, oh, it's like 55 degrees out. I, there's no way I'll sweat like a... Like a yeah. Like a... a, a, a Suck pig. Yeah, no, pigs don't sweat. Sorry, that's why I got stuck with... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No way I would sweat walking here this morning. I stopped halfway and took a cab because I was drenched. Yeah, <laughs> But I also knew that I had a, a, a nice had a fresh shirt waiting for beautiful me. Beautiful gray yeah. bull shirt, Sports Radio 610 shirt waiting for you. So um, Jeff Howard, the athletic, who is he's pretty tied to the Patriots. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, he, he's covered the Patriots before. He got a lot of anonymous sourcing from executives around the league on exactly why Belichick doesn't have a job this time mm-hmm. around. And it looks like, well, with respect to Atlanta specifically, he mentions a frosty relationship between Belichick and Rich McKay, the president of the team. He didn't go into a ton of detail about that, just that the two may not get along. But the three primary reasons people around the league were not super hot for Belichick, first and foremost, number one, his handling of the Patriots quarterback situation in recent seasons, which makes perfect sense. He butchered Mac Jones these last few years with who he saddled him with as OC. He may have destroyed Mac Jones and whatever uh, tread of hope and promise that he had yeah. by sticking a, a, a... I do find an irony in this, though. Um, I was about to say, by sticking him with a, a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator as his offensive coordinator right. in his second year of development yeah. after losing Josh McDaniels. But the ironic part of that is, you know who did that once upon a time? Who took a defensive guy and made him an offensive coordinator? Andy Reid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just um, or no, he did. He took an offensive line coach and made him his defensive oh, coordinator, okay. Juan okay. Castillo. That's right. That's it was, right. Uh, but still, it was a weird move, yeah. and it was right, right towards the end of Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia. Yeah, and that was one of the things where I felt like, okay, Andy Reid needs to take a year off. He's grabbing, and him. he went immediately to the Chiefs, and it's gone pretty well for him. <laughs> you know, does. even I mean, even even with Alex Smith, it was sure. going pretty well playoffs, for him in, yeah. in Kansas City. Playoff team, yeah, so. I I think that it's not just that he butchered Mac Jones and all of that. It's that there's this perception that he's going to want to do it the same way. That the the because that's the second uh, the second item is Bill Belichick's desire for total total control. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people, 
Jeff Howe cites that GMs and personnel people would be nervous about Belichick coming in. I guess then really what it is is the owners themselves get nervous about it. Because I think that there's a there's an argument to be made where, like, well, if the owner really likes him, then and you're, you're in a situation where you're hiring a new coach, then, yeah, things need to change. Theoretically, there would be some owners out there that would think, well, yeah, have him come in and, okay, oh, is he going to step on some toes? Sorry about it. But I think that Belichick is just not at that point right now. I, I don't think he's ever going to be able to divorce himself from the notion that, you know, Tom Brady was just the largest part of his formula for success and that Bill Belichick, the GM or anything, whether it's true or not, like whether you want to argue about it or not, I think that a lot of owners have that perception and they're the ones doing the hiring. It's not going to be so simple that they can just say, yeah, come on in and do things the Patriots way. Handling of the quarterback situation, desire for total control, as Seth just said. The third one, a concern over relating to today's players. I don't, I don't buy that one. Okay. Because uh, here's the thing. Look, I played for Tom Coughlin. It's not like back in the day when we were tough. Uh, we all just thought Tom Coughlin was the bee's knees and we loved playing for him. <laughs> Everybody's always hated playing for those bees guys. Knees. That was, that's the words that uh, we used back then in, yeah. the, in the 90s. It's the snazzy of the 90s. Yeah. No, everybody's always hated playing for those guys. Right. Now the argument would be, yeah, but today they have options and they can complain about it on Instagram and everything. Uh, is it only is it only offensive players that don't respond well to Bill Belichick because he still had good defenses? That's what they point out. There are yeah. executives who did admit that, like he can still coach up a defense. Yeah, so yeah. I don't I don't hundred percent buy. Like every generation since humans started, like had the ability to speak, has complained about the previous generation as being softer yeah. than them. Like in World War One, uh, there were there were kids off fighting in World War One, and their parents were like, "These kids are soft these days." I don't, these kids, <laughs> I'd be up over that trench in no time at all. There they are whining about it. Things have changed. Yeah, like everybody, everybody whines about the younger generation. Right. These, uh, these guys are fine, and they can play for Bill Belichick, like the defensive players have. Unless offensive players are just that soft that they can't handle Bill Belichick. Well, Belichick, well, the defensive players can. Well, the the last thing here that I'll point out from the article that Jeff Howe has on Belichick is that the executives were turned off by the public alienation of Mac Jones, which may go to your point of like, okay, the defensive players respond to him fine, but Bill Belichick's just completely disgusted yeah. with his quarterback, and he like he, he he did not he did not have his like Robert Sala went down with the ship yeah. with Zach Wilson, you know what I mean? Like Bill Belichick distanced himself. I, okay, from Mac Jones. I think the, the one thing that people are leaving out of this conspicuously with the whole Mac Jones thing is like, are we going to completely forget about the fact that this kid might just be a little spoiled rich tennis brat? Like that—that right. that was one of the concerns about him. <laughs> yes, I might side with previously. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and the, I've seen him. Like, he wasn't just crying when he got injured. He was wailing like a six-year-old. Yeah, he's like, multiple instances instances of him acting like Grayson Allen out there, kicking dudes in the groin and giving him nut checks and everything. Like, no, I'm not. If, if there's one person that I will not stand up for in, in the face of Bill Belichick, it's Mac Jones. He can he can go he can go do whatever his little rich ass wants to do. Do you think Belichick works next? Next year? Um, next year? 2025. I don't think as a head coach. I don't know who's going to hire him as a head coach. I don't know what changes in a year when you're 72 or whatever he is. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Does he come back rejuvenated, refreshed, in a different Belichick? These I, are like, the concerns, right? I honestly, like, I put myself in the shoes of an owner, and I think, that, I think that part of it with Belichick would be that it just feels like he's going to come in and want to have total control over a bunch of stuff that – people now question whether he's actually good at or not um, and that he's going to have to create this team around him where a lot of what may have happened over the last few years was that his team all left for other places. He's not going to be able to get those people back, the, the, the Ernie Adams or the Nick Casarios or anything like that. And, yeah, and he's well into his 70s there. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't – and I also think the other part of this too, and I don't think this article acknowledged this, like it's – it, it doesn't have to be that all those teams universally didn't want Bill Belichick. It might very well be that he only saw maybe two places that he actually thought were suitable, maybe zero. So they might never have – it might have been either mutual or just, you know, Belichick narrowed the, the choices down to begin with. It's a great point. I Like, I thought about that. I thought about that with respect to Bobby Slowick because there's yeah. – I think there's still some mystery as to just how hot Washington was for Slowick when he pulled out of the, the – you know, he pulled his name out of the hat. Yeah. And signed a contract extension here. Now, I think people in Washington think that Slowick and Ben Johnson both said no to Washington. My point with this is that there's no 
box score you can go to in coaching searches to say that this team rejected that guy right. or this guy rejected that team. Yeah, it wasn't it's like all a rumor and innuendo. Yeah, you know? it wasn't like some kind of there's, there's not a there's not a blockchain that shows you the history of all of it all. That's like, right. That's right. I don't know if I'm using blockchain there appropriately or not. As far I just, as I'm concerned, you I are. wanted the smarts to think that I knew it. <laughs> as far as I'm I watched concerned, the, I watched the, I watched the, I, Aaron, I watched a, a half hour thing on Netflix about uh, crypto and I feel like I came away even dumber. I just I'm always like I just what was it about? Like I know it's about crypto. What is what, crypto? Oh, it's li- okay. And I feel like I know even less now. The blockchain is where I get hung up. Yeah. I feel like I don't know if I, I got to sit down and read about the blockchain for longer than I, I stayed I, away from the whole crypto thing and I feel like I've kind of I feel like I've kind of rode the thing out. Is crypto still a big deal? Oh yeah, there? yeah. It is yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a big, big deal. It's for like, well, a while. The, okay. The, I understand crypto. I don't understand like how it works with the blockchain. Okay. I like. I understand the concept of crypto. Yeah. And why it's uh, like basically whenever you, okay, Sean. It's <laughs> so this little quirk of human nature that we have that allows us to have currency or things like gold. Where gold, mm. like, okay, there's no gold is not gold is way more valuable than it should be. Why? Because we all agree that gold is worth a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> for no reason other than that. Uh, likewise, that's where with crypto, if enough people believe that it's worth something, yeah, and, yeah. It beca- and there is utility, you can use it to basically buy drugs. Um, and <laughs> then, uh, then, then it has value. Can I bet Mostly on because, games with it? So enough people still can think I? it's worth a lot of money that it's worth a lot Aaron of money. Aaron said I can bet on games with it. Yeah, yeah, right, that's it. That's you can do to-do. anything. I'm I mean, writing you, this down. Get yeah. into crypto. You could. <laughs> that's my to-do list for today. But All the right. whole blockchain part of it, where they track transactions in yet you're a million, that's, that's Very the part confusing. that I, I still don't quite. But that's where I still don't even understand the internet. So I don't think my, my chance of understanding <laughs> blockchain is probably not going to I would let it go, out. yeah. All right. Hey, quick reminder here, Yingling Flight, we really appreciate them presenting us here all week long on Radio Road. Check out our YouTube and our Twitch streams live. You can watch all week long, see our guests. Probably more so on the other shows than us. It turns out a lot, not a lot of guests come by uh, at four a.m. and uh, at four a.m. to eight a.m. But um, we should have a few as the week rolls on. Ross Tucker's right over there underneath that DraftKings display. Well, you um, know what we got to do is just start grabbing some of the media people on their way in. Not a bad idea. We'll just start shout, I'll strong arm them and bring them on in. Not a bad idea. So big thanks to uh, to Yingling Flight for bringing us here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.